Right now, a future president could be running as a local candidate on your ballot. This person is vying to represent you, your family, and your community. Do you know what they are and what they stand for? Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased, up-to-the-minute election information on the candidates running in local races. Just enter your address to get started. Your vote is your power, the power to decide who represents you in 2022 and beyond. Get online, get the facts, and make your voice heard on election day. straight from the top so that way everybody know who you are and what you're running for. All right. Well, uh, my name is Jeffrey Clary Hopley. Uh, I live in uh, Kohala, and I'm running for the District 9 County Council seat that uh, includes Kohala, Waimea, and Waikoloa uh, communities. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a graduate of Kamehameha, and uh, I did a tour in Vietnam, 67-68. And in 71, uh, growing up in Oahu, I moved to Kohala in 71, and I've lived there ever since. And from that time forward, uh, I just fell in love with the, uh, the cultural lifestyle that existed in the plantation era and getting involved with the community. And, you know, we had different issues and problems. And uh, I just enjoyed... Uh, be involved in community service, working with the people, and you know, trying to improve the quality of life for our community. And basically, uh, that's what that's where I've been at for these uh, past uh, past years. Um, just trying to, as we say in Kohala, uh, keep Kohala Kohala, or keep the uh, cultural lifestyle uh, alive. So that's in a nutshell. That's where. Right on, right on. So, uh, something I'm asking of every candidate, just so that way we can better educate the listeners, because not many listeners really pay attention and know how to engage with civics or anything. So, uh, just before we get into your campaign and everything, could you explain what, what your office would do? Well, basically, the county council, they're in charge of uh, 
enacting uh, policy laws, and uh, also they're they're in charge of the money, appropriating funds for different uh, projects, etc. They look at the mayor's budget, and uh, they, they either approve it or make recommendations. So basically, uh, that's the role of the county council. But then you know beyond that. Uh, I, I see it as uh, we also get involved with, you know, the issues that confront people day to day, uh, wherever they may be, whether it be roads, water, uh, agriculture, food security, uh, you know, it's a whole gamut of things. But basically, the councils, uh, they determine what policy is or not. And uh, the interesting thing is, you know, each council person represents a district but then together to represent the entire Big Island. So, you know, what's really important is finding nine people that are gonna work together and, you know, uh, move things forward. And, and by, you know, uh, not so much in, uh, I'm Kohala, I'm Waikolo, and, you know, this is my fiefdom and I want this for them, but you know, we gotta look overall at the entire Big Island and what's best for the entire Big Island so that we can all move ahead together and improve the quality of life for every community and district. Right on, right on. So uh, let's get right into the thick of your campaign. What what would be your, your top three concerns for your community? I think, well, you know, we. I think uh, whether it be uh, local, uh, state, or national, uh, you know, the affordable housing, uh, the cost of living, employment, uh, they stand out. But I think, uh, you know, I, I see those as very important issues. Uh, but the thing that uh, I want to concentrate on is uh, uh, there needs to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, equitable services uh, for every community. And that's something I'm going to be really strong on is that when we look at uh, rural communities uh, versus urban, usually the urban communities will get the lion's share of uh, services. And a, a good example of that is, for example, like maybe uh, because I was involved with uh, coaching uh, swimming, all areas of swimming, uh, let's say in Pahala or Konawaina uh, or something like that, uh, where they have, uh, we have a swimming pool and let's say that pool breaks down. But let's say the pool in Kawamoto or the pool in Kailokona breaks down, uh, you're usually going to see, uh, or they're going to go fix that one first. Uh, because, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an urban center, there's more usage. And so at times the services are not equitable. So I think part of my job is going to be, you know, regardless of if it's an urban center or rural area, which, uh, everything should be equitable. Uh, and that's one of the uh, mainstays of my campaign is, you know, equitable service, especially for uh, rural uh, communities. Uh, the other things, of course, is like, uh, you know, affordable housing. Uh, I don't know what the answer to that is, to be honest. I don't know if anybody has an answer to that. But I think, uh, you know, we can't just talk about it. We've got we to gotta be able to say, you know what, uh, we've got to do something about it. And, and enough with the talk and really get down to uh, some concrete ideas and plans. And it, it doesn't has to come from the government. I think the private sector uh, has a lot of good input to that. Uh, they're the guys who are out there building things. But I think part of it is streamlining the permit system, 
uh, if he, if, you know, I, I went to help my friend uh, build a house and what I call the county pyramid system, you know, and I said, oh, man, we're like back uh, four or five months. I understand the pandemic, you know, put a little, lot of strain on everyone. But uh, I think that's something that uh, we need to streamline more and get things moving quickly because the price of houses has escalated, you know, uh, where you, you'd have houses selling maybe in the uh, 400 range, maybe high threes. Wow, those things are like 600, uh, 700. Uh, that's uh, and what, what happens to our uh, local community. And by local, I mean the guys who uh, are born and raised here, regardless of their ethnicity. But, you know, I, I hear the young people saying, oh, you know what, Uncle, I'm going to move to Las Vegas. Yep. Because uh, I can't make it here. Yep. And I thought, wow, but uh, he said, no, okay, no, Uncle, I don't can't make it. I've got to take my family and go. And so I see that one issue is they need a place to live. You know, they need shelter for their family. Cost of living. I think uh, we're going to take a look at government, uh, where we're spending our money. And at times it can be wasteful. And if we can lower the cost of government, then uh, we don't have to always uh, look at taxation to raise funds. And you know, one good example. And if I'm talking too much, let me know. Uh, the the TAT taxes, the transit accommodation tax for the hotels. The state of Hawaii took everything. Usually they would give uh, the county of Hawaii maybe about 18 million. Yeah, but this year they took everything. I guess. Uh, things were tight, you know, mm. but that was really sad to see because the, the counties asked, uh, well, you know, we depend on that money too. And uh, I think that's only fair because when we talk about, when you look at the tourist industry, which is, you know, fine, uh, they use public facilities that the county pay for, like beach parks, bathrooms, you know, parks, et cetera. And when the state took the TTF as a toll, and then they told the counties, you know what? We give you guys permission to raise the excise tax. And I looked at that and went, wow, you're just taxing the people too much, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, how are you spending this money? And that, that's another part of my platform, I think, is, you know, we need to lower the cost of government and in turn uh, lessen the burden of taxes on the people. Uh, those are two main things that I'm thinking of right now. Mm, right on. You know, I, I've been talking with a lot of you candidates, and I and I realize that in understanding the different facets of government and the offices that y'all are running for, that that in some cases it seems like there's just a small communication disconnect. Like everybody's so busy trying to solve the problems that sits in front of their departments, there's not enough time to communicate between each other and relate the things that each department has to do to best execute the use of monies or services. Yeah. Uh, so what, what is the question? So my question with that would be, is there, is there anything, you know, going back to your, uh, you know, the point you made earlier about sitting on a council of, of, of many people who have to get along and policy together, is there, is there anything that you can provide in your thoughts as far as creating that level of communication, not just in the council, but from the county to the state? Yeah. Uh, I think what's really, what's really good is, well, I, I can only speak for myself. But uh, the representatives in my area, I know them uh, over the years. You know, uh, we get along. Uh, I not necessarily agree with them all the time, but the thing is, we get along. 
and we can sit down and talk together. So if I'm elected to the county council seat in my district, uh, in my uh, uh, yeah, in my region there, uh, we have when we have two House of Representatives and one Senator uh, seat. Yeah, so those are three uh, state positions, and uh, you know the county and uh, with these guys, uh, I, I see no problem with us going. Hey, you know what? Uh, we got to work together, uh, and you know we we got to look at it like how do we help the people? You know, let's put, let's put politics aside. In fact, let's have people before politics. And how can we help the people with affordable housing, with uh, less taxation, with lowering costs of living? You know, what are some of the things that I can do on the county council level? You can do at the house level. You can do in the senate level. And you know, let's uh, how can we help people? And I think everybody wants to do that, you know. Uh, if we don't look at, you know, this is my little fiefdom, uh, you know, we belong to a whole, uh, uh, like the big island, like the state of Hawaii. And you're right, you know, right now uh, what we see is everything is Oahu-centric, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the uh, other islands uh, are kind of like the orphan kids, but... You know, I feel really positive that we can sit down together and really talk to us and say, you know what, it's got to be uh, people for politics that need help. And in our position, how can we all work together and bring about a positive result? Um, I feel positive of that because I look at the values, uh, uh, the values that make us an island community, you know, values like local harmony, uh, you know, Kokoa helping each other. And... You know, I, I, for me, coming from a, a rural community where the, those values are really strong, yeah. Uh, and I, I know the guys uh, uh, are involved in, you know, their different offices. They share those same values, but uh, we got to cross those political divides of, you know, party politics, et cetera, et cetera. And go, you know, we got to help the people because they really need help. And that would be my... Uh, uh, my contribution to that, like what you're asking. Right on. Um, well, we just got a little extra time here. Is there anything that stands out in your campaign that you haven't mentioned yet? Um, I kind of refer better uh, <laughs> when somebody asks me questions. Okay, uh, shoots. Uh, well, yeah. actually, I, I did want to ask you, ask you know. Kind of questions. No, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you know, being a rural community and, and I was actually talking with, uh, Colaro Bandera and he was saying that, that the, uh, the ag budget is only 1% and that as far as like resource systems from the, the state and county to the people, as far as agriculture in the community is not, not, you know, there's a huge disconnect in services because a lot of it just tends to be to private sector to the point to where there's not enough to help the local communities get their leg up. What are your thoughts on that? Are you, are you speaking uh, primarily of farmers or as a community as a whole? Uh, community as a whole. Uh, the, the thing that I'm concerned about is, uh, you know, the buzzword is food security. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the pandemic, we saw some, uh, some long lines of people waiting to collect food. And 
when I saw that, I uh, something in my mind went, "Is this for real? Uh, unbelievable, yeah." Uh, where, where I'm from, people were very self-reliant. Yeah, they they had the things in the backyard. They had the malchemachai to go to gather and whatnot. A lot of it has changed. Uh, I agree that we need to focus our attention on agriculture, but you know, th there's some big problems like access to water, access to affordable land, uh, access to uh, transportation, uh, lower cost of uh, uh, goods, and et cetera. You know, uh, ag is tough. Ag is really tough. But uh, I, I think we we have to uh, really address the agriculture in such a fashion that you know we're no longer a monocrop. You know we no longer have sugarcane that employs everybody. But how how can we boost ag? Uh, I don't know what the answer to that is because even in my community it's tough. The farmers are searching for water. They're searching for uh, where can they sell them produce. I mean, that's an ongoing situation. Mm -hmm. And so my biggest concern is, I know there's a big movement for food sovereignty, uh, being having access to the foods that uh, communities or like our community, what uh, were the foods that we, we had uh, were accessible. Uh, you know, a lot of that, uh, let's say like cowl, sweet potatoes, you know, uh, how do we get back to growing those kind of foods, uh, foods and, uh, you know, foods that uh, helps to, you know, sustain the different communities. I think that's important. But, you know, this is uh, an ongoing dialogue that I know that's taking place. But I think uh, right off the bat, I'm a, I, I know that agriculture, that's tough. But uh, what's the answer to it? I don't know. I, I really have to be honest. I don't know what the answer is. I just know that. Uh, everybody's trying to find an answer for it. Uh, my role as a county councilor would basically to be part of that dialogue to listen and to see where I can help to help alleviate, you know, uh, the problems that farmers are facing. Uh, that would be my answer to that question. Right on. So we got a couple of extra minutes. Um, oh, something okay. I'm asking uh, from all the uh, the candidates is what what. What can the community do right now? Not not just in terms of the elections, but in, in terms of in everything for the community, whether it just be your district or Hawaii at large. What can we do to yeah, yeah. kukua and show support? Question. That's a great question. Uh, this is what I really, really believe. Uh, I'm not a politician. Uh, and what I believe in this and what I've been doing for the past several decades here, uh, is that I, I firmly believe that uh, government, we can no longer conduct government as we've had in the past, where uh, usually we, we look to the uh, our political representatives and say, I have a problem here. Uh, what can you do to fix it? And, and, and they go and they, and they try. They try this, they try that, whatever. I think today, yeah, uh, we've got to look at this. We have an issue here. What partnerships can we can we uh, uh, can we uh, form to resolve uh, this uh, final solution for that problem? I think as a community, uh, we got to get directly involved, and that would be my job too, is having the community become directly involved in making decisions. 
of uh, how money should be spent in resolving conflict within the community. Uh, too many times uh, I, I've seen in the past where, oh, we have this problem. Uh, for example, uh, we're shutting down the Kuala pool. We need $4 million to fix the pool. What is it going to be fixed? Well, it might take several years. Uh, the pool is not only a recreational spot, it's also a center for healing with people with uh, different kinds of surgeries, neck, back, knee, uh, shoulder, people with obesity, diabetes, heart disease. They use the pool to, to uh, for low-impact exercise. So when the county says, oh, we're going to be shut down for about two years, three years, maybe, uh, then no okay. can. And so what I did was I organized a group, and we sat down with the county and says, what can we do? We want to fix the pool. Uh, give us your blessing. We got the expertise in every community, yeah, We've got a bunch of contractors, we've got pool contractors and everything. And right now what we're doing, we have a group and they're going to go fix the pool. Well, the county is trying to find $4 million to do a complete renovation. But in the meantime, yeah, we've got to come up with about twenty twenty six thousand 26000 to uh, fix the pump, do this and do that, and reopen the pool until the county is shovel-ready to renovate the entire pool and you know really do a bang-up job. So that's what I see in the future is that communities working in direct partnership with uh, government and government agencies and uh, representatives to sit down and go, how can we work together as a partner? Yeah, and that's that's what I see is, uh, that to me, it's a, a different direction that we need to uh, move into and not where uh, the government is going to take care of you, blah, 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 but no, we got to work together as a team. Right on. Well, before we go, could you tell everybody how they can interact with you online or in person to help support your campaign or work with you? Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, you can go to www.jeffcoakley.com. Uh, uh, I have a website. We're uh, working on it still. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you my phone number if that, if that works. Absolutely. Or you can go to Facebook at uh, Jeffrey Coakley. I have a Facebook page, or you can call me anytime, and I stay up late at night, uh, 808-443-8687. Right on, yeah, we'll make sure. Yeah, 808-443-8687. Right yeah. on, I'll make sure to put those yeah. in the show notes so everybody can see them. Yeah. Well, is there anything you'd like to say before we go today? Well, you know what? Uh, I, again, I apologize. Uh, I just got locked up in something and I forgot totally. And I, I really apologize, you know, for because uh, I, I like to be punctual and uh, I, I feel really bad about it. But I just want to say uh, what you're doing and what people like you are doing. I think that's really great because, uh, to be honest, yeah. Uh, it's tough running for a political office and getting your name out there. Mm -hmm. And it's guys like you that help us to do that and give the voters an opportunity to listen to candidates and, you know, choose for themselves uh, who would be the best representative for them. And so uh, I, uh, I I really applaud what you're doing. And uh, that's, that's a great thing that you're doing, the, you know, for the people of Hawaii. Uh, uh, I, I really applaud that. Mahalo. Well, um, with that being said, could I get you back on in about a month to check in on your campaign when I have some more questions? 
Yeah, and this time, bro, <laughs> I'm going to make sure that uh, I'm going to tell my wife, hey, you got to remind me, you know. It's not our job, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'd really enjoy that. I, I really enjoy this. Shoots. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day. Mahalo again for coming on, and I can't wait to catch up with you. Hey, mahalo and aloha. Aloha. <gasps> Rabbit Holes is a Manavakal production. This episode was produced by Kadika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez. Make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue.